Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Chicks into the Pits. If by this time you don't know who we are, honestly, what are we even doing here? Let's dive right into today's chit chat. Guys, you know, it's been a very tough time for everyone around the world, including us, because we are respectively living in the two regions that are adopted quarantine measures earlier. So, I mean, you might remember we were already discussing that in our previous episode. And yeah, the mood is at an all-time low, to be honest. By this point, we were supposed to be commenting on so many races. Australia, uh, Bahrain this weekend, uh, Sebring. Yeah, I mean, in times like this, I think that all of us resort to daydreaming to keep our spirits up, you know, making projects, plans when this will end, and even... In our case, straight up dreaming the impossible. And that's why we are collecting one of your suggestions as today's theme, uh, devising our dream team in various championships with little to no regard to the actual realm of possibility. <laughs> I mean, it will be kind of like motorsport manager, but with two loud Italians fighting over drivers as hard as the Isle of Shopping protagonist does over a pair of Gucci boots. And we can do even shopping like to keep ourselves sane because everything is closed. So it will yeah. be even worse. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I ordered and we're already going off the rails, but who cares? Of course. I ordered <laughs> a ukulele on Amazon like two what? weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, I didn't okay? know what to do. <laughs> I had some spare money as I went up by a ukulele. And yeah, I, I don't have the slightest idea when it will arrive, if it will arrive. But yeah, anyways. Damn, I actually forgot my guitar in Padua when I got back to Venice. So I don't even have my guitar. And yeah, I, I mean, I'm starting to, to feel the pressure there. Anyway, Martina, like we are derailing in uh, two minutes in which is yeah. crazy because like every <laughs> single time we keep derailing, you know, earlier, like in the latest episode, we derailed at around the 10 minute mark. We are already, you know, right after the introductions. So um, we, yeah. we, we got to do something about it. So let's start. And uh, I think that you will be starting. I don't know. I have a feeling that your combinations are more interesting than mine because uh, mm, I don't think so I don't know you you prepped so much for this like uh, Martina was telling me before she was like oh my god I need to write the drivers down and stuff like that and this I'm is like, why it will be even more disappointing because there is no originality whatsoever so <laughs> all right <laughs> yeah and I'm like yeah I'm just winging it no problem so I mean let's start with Formula One Marty what, what would you do all right so Formula One dream team uh Uh, first of all, I thought about a car for this specific championship. Yeah. I want a Mercedes, but in a Ferrari livery. So we are all happy with that. Makes sense. And, and that being said, uh, I choose, of course, Seb. Uh, it was quite obvious. Wow. <laughs> I am so Originality surprised. at its finest. I, I am so surprised, Martin. <laughs> Whoever thought you would choose Seb? No idea. Presents to be shocked. <laughs> um and this is basically the only thing I uh, I'm sure about because I really wouldn't know as for the other driver. I mean I thought a lot about this, but uh really? Yeah, because the only teammate Sev has ever been on really good terms with is Kimi. But you know, we've already seen that, so uh I don't want to put Kimi, you know, that would be uh just redoing things that are already being done. So yeah, I thought yeah. first I thought of Alex Albon. Because yeah. I really like him. He is very young, competitive, but he is also not a drama queen at all. 
he's I don't know he he's capable of keeping it cool even though he's so young and I don't know uh he would be a good option but then I thought of George Russell he's Alex Albon with a much worse car basically um <laughs> poor George. Uh, yeah he like poor guy he deserves a decent car yeah definitely but, I feel I feel like really George is one of the most underrated drivers on the current yeah. grid I mean it's not even his fault like what we're we gonna do about it and and this comes to a place of somebody not really liking him that much like I can't say he's one of my favorite drivers he wasn't someone I really was looking out for in the um, in the junior formulas you know but I I really really think he's a very good driver and I'm so disappointed in yeah. seeing him in you know swamped into Williams and I'm sorry but I mean that's that's the reality of the situation uh, no, but it's interesting to to see that you actually thought of a car because I did the same. And I was like, when I'm going to run this idea to Martina, she's going to not understand it. But of course, like, I mean, there's a reason why you're one of my best friends. So you already thought about that, too. Um, and yeah, I would also go uh, with a Mercedes, but I would actually go with the um, W10. Uh, so last year's car. Oh. Because, I, I mean, when you think about it, like last year, the W10 was so, so dominant. And yeah. this year, Racing Point basically had a W10 and it was incredibly dominant <laughs> during winter test, testing as well. So, yeah, I'm so pissed at Racing Point for, you know, having me have a trip to Austria without even announcing the proper car. I'm like, okay, I wasted my 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 time on that. But anyway, um, yeah, so I would think that W10 would still be very competitive in 2020 yeah. as well. And I mean, we, we have no way of knowing because we don't even know if we will have a, a championship in 2020. But um, yeah, as things are, I would go with uh, with the W10. And if I had to choose a livery, I would go with the Alfa Romeo livery, like any Alfa Romeo re- livery. I just think they're so beautiful, so yeah. elegant. And I really like yeah. the the Bichone, which is the, the, the symbol yeah. of Alfa Romeo. It's so beautiful, absolutely. Yeah, they're actually aesthetically pleasing to a very high level. Like, when I look at an Alfa Romeo, I'm like... <laughs> Yeah, baby, so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've had Alfa Romeo, an Alfa Romeo car as my um, phone screensaver for uh, many, many, many months. I don't even remember. I think it was a picture taken in Baku. Anyway, I'm digressing, of course, as always. <laughs> <laughs> and as my lead driver, driver number one, I would definitely go with Max because, I mean, he's so problematic, <laughs> but I really, really like him. And, uh, you know, it, it isn't necessarily the obvious choice. You know, I, I don't feel like many teams would actually, actually like having Max in their ranks. I think Max is one of those guys who really, you know, belongs to a team and to a group of people. And it's very difficult to imagine him anywhere else because, again, he's very problematic under some, some circumstances like he clearly doesn't always have the best relationship with teammates or stuff like that yeah. I don't think it's necessarily his fault I think it's more about Red Bull not having Max teammates having a good relationship with him yeah but but yeah I mean I would definitely take Max anyway because he's just an amazing driver like if you think of what he has accomplished since he was like 17 I was a fucking fetus at 17 I I, I 
I, I did nothing with my life at 17. I do nothing with my life at 22. And he was already like so good and showing incredible pace. I don't think that nobody really compares to Max on the on the actual grid. Of course, we have, I, I don't know, Lewis Hamilton. But I mean, Lewis Hamilton is an old dog by now. So, yeah, I think... Poor boy. <laughs> yeah, old dogs, new tricks, though. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I think that really Max is on a league on his own, so I would choose him. And then, you know, choosing Max is so difficult to come up with with a, with a number two driver because I mean it's it's very very difficult. I think it would it would look like a, a strange pairing, but I think that he would do well with Sergio Perez. Uh, hear me out. The thing oh, is, God. No, I mean, the thing is, he's probably one of the most competitive drivers in the midfield. I mean, yeah. he has a lot of experience. Uh, he's clearly very fast. Uh, he has proved it with podiums and with general performance. I don't think that anybody could say that, I don't know, Perez is an overrated driver. I think he can be underwhelming at times, but he's definitely not overrated. And he doesn't seem to be extremely problematic with his teammates. I, I think he, he, he can pretty much adapt. He didn't like Ocon that much, but honestly, who likes Ocon? I know I don't. So I know Max doesn't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, they would bond with this hatred for Ocon, which would be, you know, a, a good idea. And yeah, in general, I don't think uh, he would have many problems uh, being with Max, also because there's at such a different stage in their career, there would be no competition, you know? Yeah. It's a bit like Kimi and Seb, like they were at a different stage. So I think that that is really the key for having a, a team that works, like having two drivers that are at a very different stage in their career, not necessarily one very old and one very young, That that's not necessarily it, but just, you know, striving and aiming for different goals. So clearly that's what would happen in a Verstappen Paris duo. So yeah, I would go with that. I'm trying to steer away from obvious choices. This would be mine, definitely. And that's it for Formula One, honestly. It would be such a strange pairing, like a W10 with an Alfa Romeo livery and Max Verstappen and Sergio Perez. Yeah, but I actually like the whole idea, you know. It doesn't sound bad at all. Yeah, I know. I'm good. I'm good. I know. (laughs) God. Uh, (laughs) That's the Leo and me coming out. Like, I know I'm fantastic. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, let's move on. Come on. To Formula 2, right? Yeah. Want okay. to hear about you. Like, you're always very invested in junior categories, more than me, at least. So so I will be disappointing everyone with this too, <laughs> right? I don't know. Maybe maybe I won't. I don't know. So um, I'd really like to see Jack Aitken and Marcus Armstrong, to be honest. I don't know. They're both competitive jack is a bit more experienced uh in the category obviously um than marcus which would be clearly useful and i don't know uh just let's not forget that marcus was a runner-up in formula 3 last year so he he's proved that he can be a good driver and yeah i i don't know i didn't think about a car to be honest but i'd really like to see those two as teammates yeah, I mean, it, it definitely makes a lot of sense. And Marcus is very fast, in my opinion. I yeah. still don't know if he's fast enough for Formula One because we haven't seen him in Formula Two machinery that much, to be honest. 
<laughs> but <laughs> of course. But yeah, I think uh, I think he's a fast driver. Like it, it's someone to look out for, and I have already been looking out for him for a couple years. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely very interested in seeing what he can do. I mean, I think that Jack is a bit over underwhelming, but you know, I mean, it, it would make it would make it definitely a good pairing because they balance it out very nicely. So yeah, I was I, thinking about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, balance is really what you want to 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 look out for when when devising a team, in my opinion, because you you can't have two prima donnas you know, challenging themselves so much that they end up, I don't know, taking themselves out of races. We've seen this so many yeah. times <laughs> everywhere, like in Formula One, in Formula Two, in Formula E, everywhere. Like it's just something that happens. You, you know, I was hearing from my from my usual sources that last year uh, the GT World Challenge, I mean, it was kind of obvious to any everyone, I think, but it was nice hearing it like, First hand, there was basically like a, an internal um, fight in Lamborghini. So yeah. yeah, it was so evident between the different crews and the different cars, and it was so evident. And I mean, that that really shows how a team should not be doing things, in my opinion. But anyway, uh, let's stick to Formula Two for the moment. And um, Yeah, you know, you're taking the Formula 3 runner-up. I'm taking the Formula 3 champion. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, Schwartzy, little Schwartzy. He's very, he's very good, Robert Schwartzman. I think he's a very good driver. He proved himself. I really like his attitude. I think he's a very down-to-earth guy. He doesn't look like someone who could be problematic in a team. Like, he reminds me of Seb. But not the early Seb. Like, the early Seb was kind of obnoxious at times. Yeah. So, yeah, it reminds me of, you know, the late 20s, early 30s Seb. So, um, I I really like that about him. I like his attitude. And for the same reason, uh, meaning liking his his attitude, and I think it's very important in Formula 2, like the attitude with which you're approaching teamwork, Um, it really, you know, shows something about what you could be as a driver, because let's face it, like they have to learn a lot of things and you cannot have someone, you know, preposterously thinking they they are, you know, the know everything of the situation in Formula 2. See Dan Tictum, someone which I God, really, yeah. really don't like and I don't think he deserves his place in Formula 2. But anyway, neither. Of course. Um, so for the same reasoning, I would actually go with Callum Eilert. Um, He isn't the fastest of drivers yeah. out there, to be honest. Like he, he was, I, I wouldn't say he was underwhelming, but he definitely wasn't, you know, in the top tier last year in Formula in Formula 2. But yeah, I mean, he has a lot of experience in junior formulas. He has, I don't, I don't remember, was it one full season? Yeah, one full season in, in GP3 at the time. Yeah. It was the same year that Antoine died. Unfortunately, Antoine is out of all these equations, but it would have been, of course, of course. my pick. But yeah, we all know what happened. So yeah, I would go with Callum because he's, you know, decently fast and he's a very, you know, proactive guy. I think he would do really well in a team. He's clearly, you know, someone who enjoys working in a team. So I would go with that. And as for the team itself, 
I would probably choose, I, I wouldn't say an underdog, like a complete underdog, but not necessarily like the fastest team. I, I would go, I would probably go with Prema. I mean, they are incredibly successful and they have yeah. been incredibly successful. But in the past two years, I mean, after after Shar went away, basically, they, they have improved that much. Uh, so I would like to see them being successful again. So, yeah. Yeah, me too, me too. And I mean, yeah. their, their, their headquarters are like 10 kilometers away from where I live. So it's also, you know, being picked oh, up. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I mean, basically, it's like a, a five-minute train ride. Absolutely crazy. Uh, and, and I've actually met a couple of uh, Prima Prima boys uh, at the train station in Padua. <laughs> a couple of times. Yeah, I remember you telling me. I remember yeah. this. And, and I'm like, oh my god, they were taking the train like peasants. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, no, I mean, they, they certainly aren't as rich as, I don't know, their Formula One peers. So, yeah, definitely, definitely realistic and plausible. Anyway, moving on, uh, we were including, like, Formula E in, the, in our categories. You really don't know much about Formula E, though, right, I'll Mark? let you talk, listen, and <laughs> be okay with everything you say, basically. No, but one thing I know you will agree with me, and it's never, ever, ever would I have Jean-Éric Verne in my team. I don't care if it's a two-time world <laughs> Yeah, with this I can agree, totally, yeah. Like, the, the guy the guy is so annoying, to be honest. Yeah, like, we can't I, send him, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, we can send him, and I, he's not famous for being very polite, to be honest, in every single... Uh, occasion I've had of meeting him he was anything but polite you know he believes it's some kind of god among men which isn't really justified by anything he has ever done so yeah I, I don't really like him I'm sorry if I sound very mean but he wasn't very kind to me or to anybody else I know so yeah I definitely wouldn't have him and again I think that in Formula E this year it's showing what I was talking about before. Like, you cannot have two very fast drivers who are also prima donnas in the same team. Like, Tichita is having so much problem with this, clearly. Uh, having Vernon and Da Costa together, they clearly ate each other's guts. I mean, not personally, of course. I think they are also kind of good friends. But it's clear that they cannot stand each other on track. Like, mm-hmm. they, they really cannot work together. And, I mean... This was something I was imagining at first when the when the news broke out. It was I don't know July or August, and I I actually did a couple of articles on this. Like mm, this this is going to be um, <laughs> kind of difficult, <laughs> but yeah. So I wouldn't have them as a pairing, and I definitely wouldn't have Vern alone. Um, as for the car, I would probably go with Audi, fast, reliable, very first team to enter the Formula E realm so yeah I would definitely go with an Audi yeah and, I like Audi uh, I, mean, I mean they're just they're just all kind of almost always the, the team to beat in Formula E so definitely a good choice a good call and then as for drivers I'm not going to be like super predictable and say Andre Losser I know you was you were expecting <gasps> oh god to- you're <laughs> not gonna say Losser no, I'm not going to say Lotterer because uh, Andre really, I mean, of course, he's always very fast and he's always very, very good. But 
he doesn't look like he has his head in the game this year as much as he did, I don't know, last year. I, I really think that the 2018-19 season was a very strong season for him. But this year, I don't know, maybe it's, you know, the years going by. He's starting 39 this year. so He's an old dog. Yeah, he's definitely an old <laughs> dog with very few new tricks. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't go with Andre. I would I would definitely go with Mitch Evans. Like he's incredibly fast in Formula E and he has quite the racing pedigree. So yeah, I would definitely go with him. He has proven himself to be a race winner. He has had a couple of very dominant wins. Like I remember last year in Rome, he won snatching the victory from Lotter. And I was there, and of course I was cheering for Andre because I mean, <laughs> of course. Um, but yeah, he was he was just so good in that, and I was like, wow, this is really a masterclass. So um, I, I would definitely go with Mitch, and I don't know, was because Mitch is some kind of a prima donna. I don't think he would really, you know, like somebody like I don't know a Degrassi or the Costa as his teammate because the competition would just be too much. So I would then go with a mid-tier driver, um, an unproblematic one. Probably I would go with somebody like Alexander Sims. Like he showed Mm -hmm. that he really has a pace for it. And then, I I mean, I love Sims because he has a mechanical engineering degree. Like, can you imagine a racing driver having a mechanical engineering degree? It's just amazing. And I think it, it really is of use to the team in that sense. Having your driver also being an engineer graduate, I think it really is something you, you, you're you going to find very much value in. Yeah, I would go with that pairing because again, Sims is in a very different place in his career right now. I mean, he isn't that, that young and the, the biggest thing in his life was probably Formula E. I mean, he's a very good driver, very fast driver, but he hasn't had many opportunities. I think he turned 32 recently. So Mitch is at least, I think that Mitch is like a 93, 94. Yeah, he's significantly younger. Um, so yeah, that, that would be a pairing that works. I would go with that. Let's move on to endurance, right? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> we always get so excited. <laughs> like, people are going to think, what is so exciting about 24 hours of, you know, racing? And we're like, exactly that, 24 hours of racing. This is what we want in our lives. So, yeah, let, let's open it up. You go, Martin. I go with... What category should I go with? Your choice. Mm-hmm. My choice. All right, wait, let's start with the GT World Challenge. Yeah, okay. okay. I'm really curious to, to see what, what you come up with. You won't be curious anymore in a bit because that's disappointing too, but yeah. Um, <laughs> I think you're going to be like basic as f- Yeah, yeah, I'm going to be basic as f- um, so, I mean, Calderelli Mofelli, you know? Oh, come on, Marty! <laughs> yeah, but I like them so much. They are basically the, the perfect team with the perfect car in my eyes. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I just like them so much. But yeah, I mean, it really makes sense. So Yeah, but I mean, I also really, really like Dumas. 
I think he is a very good driver. He is so skilled. He accomplished so much in his career. And yeah, I think that he has all of the experience a team needs in a driver. So I'd go with him. And I don't know, there is also, there are also some other drivers that I like, but I'm not gonna say those names because yeah too 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 much too much Uh, (laughs) (laughs) no but i I mean you also interviewed duma yeah i I did correctly right it was last year yeah it was last year at the blank main duty series in uh monza um yeah let's all shed a tear for that but yeah uh, I interviewed him. He was uh, really cool. I mean, we we weren't even planning on interviewing him that day uh, because we we hadn't gotten in touch with press officer whatsoever for Duma. But uh, we basically saw him out of his box and said, "Hey, would you like to do an interview <laughs> with us?" And he was super cool. Uh, yeah, I, I really liked him. He made a really good impression and. He also he is a very, very, very good driver. He is so skilled, yeah, to be honest. Definitely. Um, uh, he also he, looks like a gentleman. I mean, he I, I've never met him. Not that I recall, at least. But yeah, he looks like a, a very polite person. A very Yeah, he is an absolute gentleman. He Yeah, I, I really like him as a person uh, for, you know, what being able to see and as a driver. Too. so yeah he is uh i really really like him so yeah in my yeah, team you would be Duma. a good combination like yeah Mapelli, yeah definitely definitely interesting yeah, so, I, I mean think they could go like i don't know i think they could be fast obviously but i think they would make a really good team in terms of relationships too yeah so yeah yeah i mean they're very unproblematic drivers the word of the day is problematic but if it were <laughs> That I really, really like because it, it, it just has so many shading to it. Like it can describe basically any problem you have with a person. You just say he's problematic. Like <laughs> I don't even have to justify myself that much. No, but anyway, I would definitely agree with you on the car. I think that the in GT3 racing, like the Huracan Evo is simply unparalleled. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do? Like, you have a Huracan Evo. You, you're, you're basically set for victory. So that would definitely be, like, the, the, the easiest choice. As for drivers, I don't know. Like, I would be throwing so much shade. <laughs> I really need to be careful <laughs> what I'm going to say. No, but anyway, basing myself on raw performance, even though I really, really dislike him as a person, but I would probably get Marcello on the team. Like, oh my god what, what? I'm, I'm sorry martina martina basically hates him like loads him you know just leave them basically out because I, I can't stand him yeah but i mean you have to admit he's a very fast driver so um, I, I would go with him i would go with marcello because i mean he's very good and he can be a bit a bit mean as a person i mean he's not the nicest to people but he doesn't have a track record of being obnoxious to his teammates i think he's just obnoxious to anybody else but not really yeah. to his teammates so i would definitely go with him because i mean he's just he just has so much face 
Then I would probably go with Bortolotti because, I mean, he's a very fast driver. Impressive qualifying pace. Like, he, yeah, one of the he fastest. has magic. I, I think last year he had the, 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 the record for fastest qualifier, best qualifier, something like that. He had like a P2 average in qualifying. Like, how do you even get a P2 average in qualifying the entire season? It's absolutely crazy. So, yeah, I would definitely go with him because you you need someone with his pace. And and then I would probably take someone from the from the Lamborghini ranks. What could I who could I go with? I would probably oh. go with Altoe because I mean, he's young, he's fast. He's a uh, he's just you know, he's promising. I think he would work well. And I think the you know, again, the balance The place they are, these three drivers are in their career, is there. I mean, Bortolotti, of course, has so much racing into him still, but is of course, already won a lot of things. So he yeah. doesn't necessarily, you know, feel the pressure of or the competitiveness to go and win again. I mean, all racing drivers always want to win. But, you know, when you won so much during your career... Probably you're you're slightly more you know willing to take one for the team, not that much, but just slightly. Uh, and then Marcello was he at like a 96, 95? Marty is around our age, right? 95, I think. 95. Yeah, it looks a bit older to be honest, but okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's already he's already won. He has a very well-established career. He really doesn't need to prove much. And uh, Altoe, I mean, Altoe is just is just starting out, really. So I think it would be a good balance. I think they would complement each other very well. I don't know in terms of you know personalities and attitudes towards each other, but. Yeah, I think I think they would work as a team. And I'm sure Bortolotti would love to be in Lamborghini again. So I'm just yeah. taking a Lamborghini out of the picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I think they could balance each other out quite well. Yeah, I don't know. I just have this feeling. Uh, it would probably be like a very tense work environment. But I think that these three drivers in particular are... Some people who really work well under pressure. So I think they would actually enjoy a tense team uh, team environment. Yeah, you're right. Um, so let's move on to... Oh, no. Okay, let's go with WEC. Let's go with right. WEC. Because, of course, I mean, WEC this year is going to be so underwhelming. He was or It was already underwhelming. But we probably won't even have anything else apart from Le Mans, which is not even, you know, 100% certain we will have. So we gotta work yeah. with what we have. So I'm starting. I think I got I got you know two crews, one for LMP1 and one for GTE Pro. So All in right. LMP1, of course, like I'm being super predictable and super basic yeah. here. Come on, go. You you know what I'm going to say. Kamui yeah. Kobayashi. All right. <laughs> Because of course, like I, I wouldn't have an LMP1 car without Kamui Kobayashi. He's just the king of prototypes. I just I just love him so much. I mean, you 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 already know if you've watched if you watched, come on. If you listen to our two latest podcasts, then you know I am in love with Kobayashi. So I would definitely go with him. And then what what am I going to go with? Uh, I would probably take you know who, uh, 
uh, oh my god, I can't remember his name. I love him, but I can't remember All his right. name. <laughs> that, Promising. That's, that's not a very good start. Oh, oh my god, how could I forget? Like I had a, an aneurysm or something. <laughs> anyway, no, I would go with Nicola Pierre. I would definitely right. go with Nicola Pierre. Like incredible, amazing Nico. A very fast driver, very experienced driver. So I would really, really love someone like him in my squad. Um, and then I would probably go with, you know, can I take like an, an old time glory? Like yeah. not, not necessarily someone who is in this year, but in this case, I would definitely go with Andre like Losser. Like, yeah, yeah you, you gotta have Losser in, in an LMP1. This year when I found out he wasn't doing any work, I was like, what? No, no way. So yeah, I'm giving him a car just to, to have him back. I mean, the car, is there even a choice? <laughs> like, no. I don't think there is. So we'll know we're taking a Toyota and we're calling it a day. Moving on to GTE Pro. Well, I mean, in GTE Pro, I'm so incredibly partial because I love the Ferrari squad so much. Like both the 51 and the 71 are just yeah. so great. Like if it was for me, I'd just take, you know, the 51 crew and put him in the 488 and call it a day again like I, I wouldn't that's my dream team but if I really had to, to find something I would definitely get again the 488 uh, because of course but I would take Jimmy Bruni back when he left for oh, Porsche yeah. I was so heartbroken when he left for Porsche I'm like come on Jimmy you can do this to me so I'm definitely getting um, Jimmy Bruni and then I'm getting um who should I choose between Pierre Guidi and Calado Martin? I don't know because I put them both in my team. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> we, we're so basic in this. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, no, I'm going, I'm going with Calado. I'm going with Calado. Right. So I'm going Bruni, Calado. Uh, then who can I go with? I'm going with Rigon. I'm sorry. I just, I just. Really? Yeah, the Ferrari drivers are just so good. Like, so I'm going Bruni, Calado, Rigon. It's basically an all Italian squad by this point. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's put Pierre Guidi in there. Come on. Like, who even cares at this point? So yeah, I would basically get three quarters of the current Ferrari lineup in GTE Pro plus Bruni. So still, you know, Ferrari something. All right. Uh, you know, that's funny because my GT Dream Team is Pierguidi, Calado and Rigon. So, <laughs> yeah, okay, not good. much more to say about that. We, we are so basic, Marty. Like, God, yeah. Like, there would be a lot of Italy into this team, but, you know, they already know each other pretty well. Um, yeah. They worked so well together. So, you know, why not? Why not? Yeah, I mean, it's been years. It's a consolidated team. They can clearly win. So it's it's good. Life's good. Yeah, you know, th this is already a, a dream team. So this yeah. is like the real dream team. So, yeah. <laughs> so what would you I'd go, go with in LMP1, Marty? All right. So Kobayashi, because, Oh, you know. come on, you Yeah. Oh, what? Like, I don't know. I, I need a, a good driver. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, I want Kobayashi. <laughs> and I don't know. I think I'd like to see him with Brendan Artley. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I just got inspired 
by by hard name and uh, god i don't know just maybe you know only because of italian pride i just throw in giotto and yeah <laughs> and leave it like that <laughs> Like, okay, we're getting the Italian token in there and yeah. calling it because, I mean, how, how could you even have a team with Hartley Kobayashi? I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, what, what, what have, you, have you drank? Are you drunk, Martia? Yeah. Like, okay, okay. No, I mean, it's a, it's a slightly unco- unconventional choice, but at least you're not being basic, so it's okay. Yeah, you know what? I thought that Kobayashi is so good that he could make up for eventual slash probable mistakes yeah so, true true so you know the team should basically rely uh, i don't know 65 percent on him but i think he can take it uh, i mean yeah, it's, so. it's like in customer racing you have one decent driver yeah. and everybody else is just basically ballast you enter the car but yeah. yeah okay makes sense makes sense so these are basically also our Le Mans squads, if you think about it. Like, yeah. we, we've already selected more than two drivers each. So, yeah, they, they, can, they can work as Le Mans squads as well. I was trying to, to choose someone, uh, someone else for Le Mans, but, yeah, I didn't choose anyone else. Yeah. So. Calado Pierguidian Rigon, if you guys are listening, yeah. just know that... You know, if Ferrari ever dumps you, we're going to, to make a team just for you, just to, <laughs> to have you back in WEC. But I don't think Ferrari is ever going to dump them, so not going to happen. Anyway, what about, like, a dream squad for Daytona? Like, as you guys probably know, if you've listened to the other podcasts, you know that we are suckers for the 24 hours of Le Mans, uh, of Daytona, sorry. Also Le Mans, I mean, we're suckers yeah. for anything with 24 hours in front. Yeah. So it's not like it's a problem. But anyway, yeah, what about what about Daytona, Marty? Or would you get okay. a Daytona? Um, if you say Cagarelli I... Mapelli again, I swear <laughs> I'm cutting this call short. Okay, so I had so much trouble uh, trying to figure out what would my dream team be for Daytona. Um, I basically have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Twelve <laughs> names. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm doing here. Um, I don't know. I will never figure out a decent team, but let's go with. Can I put just one between Caldarelli and Mafelli? Okay, allowed. Permission granted. Okay. So, uh, wh- wh- what am I putting? <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. I know you want to put Calda, so go with Calda. I know. I okay. know my chicken. Yeah, you, you know your chicken. That's right. Um, all right, Caldarelli. Then I have. In this order, Calado, Pierre Guidi, and Rigon, but I'm not going to say <laughs> those names. <laughs> you are so busy. It would be so, so freaking embarrassing. Um, I don't know. Maybe, uh, you know, a girl from the women's squad. Oh, yeah, yeah. It would make sense. Be, yeah. Like, I don't know, Tata Calde or Nielsen. You know, one of the girls. Let's go I, with I would go with Nielsen. Yeah. Of course. We're so telepathic, Marty. I would really <laughs> do that. <laughs> anyway. Oh, God. And uh, how many have I said? Two. I don't know. Edwards, come on. Okay. Okay. Good choice. Good call. Um, You're missing one. Yeah, I know. It's difficult. <laughs> um, oh, God. I don't know. Uh, all right. Costa. Let's say Costa. Okay, 
throw him in and see what yeah, he does. Yeah, I mean, a, a debutante, it's okay to yeah. have it's okay to have one. So if, since you've taken Calda, I'm taking Mapelli because I mean, come All on. Right. <laughs> okay, makes sense. Uh, as a car, I wouldn't actually choose a Lamborghini, but I, you know, I wouldn't necessarily want to win a Daytona. I mean, it's so symbolic. I would probably go with a Corvette just because. I mean, right. we're, we're in America. I'm going with Corvette. Um, so I, I'm taking Mapelli and then let's see, I'm taking someone from the BMW squad. Mm. I'm taking, um, I'm taking Spengler. Yeah, I'm taking Spengler. Definitely going with him. Yeah. And then you you know someone I would love to see at Daytona, and I know it doesn't make any sense, but it's just I mean we're not necessarily going to something possible, you know. So no, come on, just say it. Like everything's def- okay. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely want to see Rene Rust in. Uh, oh. In like it would be so interesting. Cool. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. He's, he's he's a very good driver, so I would really love to see what he can do at such a, an impressive and iconic track. Uh, yeah. So we're saying Mapelli, Spengler, um, Rust, and then I got one final one final spot. And uh, yeah, I, I mean I'm throwing in a, a woman because I want to do that. And yeah. um, I, I don't know if I'm going with Catherine Legge or Pippaman. I mean, Pippaman, I don't know how much experience in um, uh, in GT racing Pippaman has. She She's mainly done IndyCar and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I'd go with Legge, to be honest. Yeah, I'm going with Legge. Okay, yeah. Catherine, Catherine is a very good driver. I really like her as a driver. I mean, I prefer Christina personally. But yes, yeah, since you already took Christina, I'm I'm taking Catherine and calling it a day. And I think we should actually, you know, call it a day full stop because we are approaching the 45 minute mark again, Marty. Why why are we so bad at time and stuff? Like we derail five times during the episode and then we're like, oh fuck, we're at 45 minutes. <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, you're right. You're right. But we we didn't derail so much this time, I think. Yeah, I mean, we we managed to do everything that we had on our list. Yeah. So, so it's a it's a great accomplishment. Congratulations, Marty. Congratulations to you too. Okay, guys, thank you so much for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you on the 27th of April, hoping that the quarantine by that time will be over. So in the meantime, stay safe, everybody. Wash your damn hands and stay the fuck home. Thank you very much. (laughs) And we'll see you soon. Okay, guys. Goodbye.